So we've, we've spoke a little bit about key performance indicators and how they relate to success and how you position those things in your mind. To round that up, here's my message. We live in a world where everything is being measured, everything. Take care to measure the right things in the right way. Understand what you want. Build your roadmap. I promise you, you will get there. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. That way, the universe can deliver to you. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, come on in again. It's that time for us to get all fired up, motivated, inspired, so we can be encouraged and show hope and help other people in the future. Let them know that you know life is worth living. We can be failure in some areas and still succeed and have a great life. Hey, today our guest is going to be, you're not going to believe, this is probably a lot of people here, okay? Uh, a lot of people in one sense, maybe not in the full realm, but how many people you know that failed all through high school in mathematics and English, and, I mean, you probably know people who's failed the English and the math, okay? Uh, I, I'm give you a little, little um, fun fact about me. I failed my sophomore English half a year. Hey, you had to take my full senior year of English and half a year of sophomore English. Here I am in a senior taking a, in class with all these sophomores half a year. So, all right. So I, I'm in the boat there with him a little bit. But he did not let all this educational failure hold him back. He went on to become the most successful author of all time on the subject of KPI and business management. Welcome to the show today, author of, let's go and welcome big Jeff Smith to the show, and he's author of the KPI book. Thank you, Jeff, for coming on, buddy. Oh, wow. What an introduction, James. I, I feel truly blessed, and I'm honored to be with you today. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we're honored to have you and find out more about this um educational fail uh you know first thing we want to do is and i did this as uh, like i said i failed my uh half year sophomore and the first thing i'm doing is blaming the uh teacher right it's all your fault <laughs> you know go and tell mom and dad she can't teach and here's the here's the funny thing about this i go back my senior year and who do i pick to be my senior english teacher the woman that i failed as a sophomore I love the woman. I enjoyed being in her class, even though I didn't do a lick of work. But I look, and she even told me, she says, James, you sure you want to uh, sign up for this class? I said, because you know, if you don't fail, if you don't pass this one, you don't graduate and, uh, as a senior. And I said, oh, a piece of cake. Like, yeah. And so, but she, uh, she, she was one of the few people that came to the hospital to see me when I got my neck uh, broken from playing football. And, and I really, she, she, uh, 30 years later, I finally caught up with her to thank her for coming and visiting me. So, wow, we, that's amazing. We, her and I've got a, got a nice 
you know, relationship uh, going, but she's, she's an incredible woman. But yeah. But first thing I'm doing, blaming everybody, everybody else, not, not that I didn't do it. You know, they, they didn't do it, but they're supposed to. All right, Jeff, cop in there, buddy. I'm not, I don't want to take the whole, your whole time, but. Um... <laughs> well, I, I'm enjoying your humor. So. <laughs> okay. So perseverance, what can we talk about on perseverance? I'm going to backtrack on what you said there right there, because there's something real important. Um, I don't know whether you will agree with this, but here's what I think. You said you blamed your teacher. Now, in the world of achievement, success, and perseverance, there's no room for blame. I think to, to um, excel and achieve your dreams, aspirations, and objectives, you have to take responsibility. If you play the blame the blame game, you're going to lose. You've got your hands tied behind your back already. So I just wanted to pick up on that point. So no, you're 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 absolutely correct. Yes, because uh, if you don't take the responsibility, you're not changing what needs to be changed to get better to be successful, and you're just the victim of everybody else in your own mind. Absolutely right. And there's something else you said there, which is also key, which is change. You have to get to a state in your life where you want to change and you're ready to change. If you can't get to that stage or you're not at that stage yet, change won't happen. As much as as much as you think about it or read or listen to podcasts, you have to be ready to allow change to happen for things to change. And if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So there we go. There's two very important points that you really picked up on. So, yeah, you have to be ready and you have to take responsibility. <coughs> so um, let's go back to what you said earlier. I failed at maths. I failed at English. And I'm on record as the most successful author in history on a book about mathematics. I mean, how on earth does that work? So let me explain what that failure meant. So um, generally, I wasn't stupid. I just was not interested. So I, uh, my parents were wonderful, very loving, but they were not mentors to me. And I was allowed to be lazy, and so I was. The reason I was lazy is because I had music in my life. I was a musician. So from eight years old, I played keyboards. That's all I wanted to do. So I did well with music, things like that. But maths and English, history, geography, I'm thinking, I want to be a musician. I don't need to know about Henry VIII and who's the 44th president of the United States and how to do algebra. And so I, I, I didn't do much. So I failed. Failed meaning... I didn't um, do well in exams and things like that. Later on, I took responsibility and think, man, you are stupid. You should have knuckled down and shown your true potential. So I studied harder later on in life, went to college, did real well. And I went to college as a mechanical and electrical engineer. And then I got my papers. I quit. I became a professional musician. Now, here's an interesting one. Complete change of career, complete change of direction for something, <coughs> excuse me, for something which I thought was my passion. 
I did it for a number of years. And you know what, James? The ladder of success was leaning up the wrong wall. I climbed all the way to the top. I, well, I was a session musician. and I did real well. I earned a lot of money, but I did not like it anymore. In fact, what actually happened, music became a mathematical puzzle to me because music is just mathematics. And I actually enjoy mathematics now, but I just fell out of love with music. And the thing about being a musician, when you're entertaining everyone, everyone's having a good time whilst you're working. It's very unsociable being a musician. So I thought, what do I want to do with my life? So I quit. I thought, this is not what I want to do, which is a huge, brave move. I mean, I was young. I was still living at home with my parents. And my dad said, well, yeah, you can quit, but you need to get up off your ass. You need to work. You can't sit around. Yeah, I know you've got some money, but get to work. So, um, so I did, changed career again, and I went to work in a car dealership selling cars. And what happened then? Um, I'm, I'm cited by many as the number one guy in the world on business strategy and business management for the automotive industry. And that's where my books fit in. So, uh, yeah, I go all over the world speaking at conferences, running training courses and all that stuff. It took a huge amount of perseverance, massive so writing the first book, which I did in 2001 is when it was first published. Um, <clears throat> as I'd never written a book before, and this was about English and mathematics, it was, a huge, it was a huge challenge. But, you know, everybody said, no, that book will never sell. Nobody will want it. It's, it's going to be boring. And blah, blah. But you know what, James? I did it anyway, and best-selling book in the world on the subject. Is this the one we're talking about, the KPI? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Because I saw where you mentioned a couple of more uh, books that you've got out, uh, but this is one yeah, that, that's been put yeah, out. That, now, what is the uh, KPI? What does that specifically mean? So K, K, KPI is Key Performance Indicators. So right. they, they are measures predominantly used in business or recognized in business that create the map and roadway for your aspirations and objectives. Now, I say business. Key Performance Indicators are everywhere in our lives, everywhere. If you measure it or you're trying to uh, ascertain how long something will take, there are big key performance indicator for it. If you get in your car today, you look at the instrument panel, they're all key performance indicators. Do you have enough fuel for the journey oh, yeah. you're doing, yeah. your speed, all of these kind of things? We just have different kinds of key performance indicators in different parts of our lives. But I think... It's only in business where they're called key performance indicators, but okay. they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I didn't think about that until you mentioned with uh, that. But yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Even even when uh, I, I'm ready, there's a key 
indicator when I know I'm ready for my banana split first thing, you know. And so I get that I get that little get that little tumbling growling a little bit and going from there. Yeah. So all right. Well, this is interesting. I really love, you know, you you talked about uh, you know, not that the your educators failed, you did, you know, you finally took yeah. responsibility, took responsibility yeah. for that, uh, such as I did as well. Um from there. But you said, yeah, music is what you wanted to do. Whereas me, athletics, I wanted to be a baseball player, professional baseball. So why did I need to do, you know, write a paper when I'm just going to go hit a baseball? You yeah. Know, same thing. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out while I'm thinking, Miss Bacon, you're the, you're the, you know who I'm talking to. So you ever listen to here, <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. So she, she become, like I say, she was one of the few, educators that come and saw me uh paralyzed in hospital and it took me 30 years to finally catch up with her uh to thank her for coming across and and from there all right now so jeff all right i mean this this is true i mean it's like you, you even said it earlier because i was even told this too it's not that you were stupid and dumb and didn't know what you were doing you were just bored because it wasn't what you wanted at that time yeah, and exactly. so it's, it's just going back and refiguring out what you need to do in life to be successful, and then how yeah. it came back again to you in life in a uh, other forms. And yeah. so, if you can go a little deeper in that, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. So what 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 had happened? I um, I quit as a musician, went into the automotive industry. I was uh, selling cars for a while. Then I got promoted to be sales manager. I then got promoted again to be a general manager, dealer principal. I got promoted again to be a director, and I was looking after 10 fully-blown car dealerships. And I won lots of awards, and people were asking me, Jeff, how are you doing this? How do you succeed so quickly and so well? And would you like to teach other people how to do it? So a long story short, that's what I decided to do. I decided that what I liked best in my life was to teach other people how they too can be successful, uh, predominantly then in the automotive industry. So I set up a training company in 1999, and there was an, an area that was missing, uh, and that was the reason why I wrote this KPI book. So it's like a calling, if you wish. I don't enjoy writing, but I've been blessed with this gift of understanding how business works and knowing how to get results real fast, real quick. And I, I'm of the belief that we all have a purpose in our life. And if you're fortunate enough to find that purpose, then it's your duty, if you will, to share it with those who will benefit. And I believe that's what happened to me. So I understood about key performance indicators and then decided to write the book. I had no idea how to write a book. Uh, I just knew I'd been blessed with this gift let's call it from the universe, mm -hmm. and it was my, this is how I saw it, it was my burden to write that book and share it with the universe. That's why it happened. 
And for me, it was about contribution back to the automotive industry because the industry had been very, very good to me over the 15 years. And this was my opportunity to give back and to create a pathway of success for other people who are following the same route as myself. So that, that's why it happened. I wish there was a lot of people that would see the situation they're in or whatever and realize things are not as bad as it could be, things are, you know, or they're actually doing pretty good at it and then and learn to, just a little bit of giving back to it, the situation to help the other person in the future. Yep. So I think it's um, uh, amazing, remarkable to do that. So, all right, Jeff, have you always had the mindset of success or is it something that's uh, been taught or learned? Wow, that's a good one. I would 100% say learned because growing up as a child, I had wonderful parents. I grew up in a house of love, but also grew up in a house of debt. So my dad, I love him dearly, but he would earn $10 and spend 12 You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yeah. So when you bought up, in, in that kind of an environment, you don't know any different. So when I got older, here's what happened. When I became a musician, I used to sell them during the day, and I used to play in nightclubs during the evening. One day, a guy came into the store, and he was in a Porsche 911 Targa, black, you know. Ooh, there we go. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 18 years old, and my heart's going, Wow. The guy gets out of this 9-11 and he walks into my store and he says, Jeff, what's the biggest keyboard you've got in here? The most expensive one. Now, let me put this into context. Our house at the time, we, we couldn't afford to buy a house. We used to rent one from the state. And the price of the house that you could buy it was $2,000. We couldn't afford to buy it. And I took this guy to this keyboard, and it was $4,000, twice the price of our house. So mm -hmm. there's the context. So I said, um, th this, is, this is the best one. It's, new, it's um, digitalized. It's just incredible. So I said, what kind of music do you like? He told me, and I played some music for him. And he said, that's fantastic. I'll have it. And this was a Thursday. And uh, – he said, I have a request, Jeff. I'd like you to deliver it to my home on Monday. And I said, yeah, it's no problem. I'll, I'll call him Dave because that's his name. So I said, Dave, yeah, that's okay. We can do that. But I also have a request. We must have cleared funds before we deliver. He said, that's okay. I'll call back into store on Saturday. So this guy comes back on the Saturday with a supermarket bag and tips out $4,000 in folding. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen that kind of money, you know? Uh -huh. like, oh, wow. So he said, okay, I'll see you on Monday. So I go to his house on the Monday to deliver his uh, equipment for him, to set it up and to play it for him. And it, it was in a private road. And this is back in the 70s, a video on the gates, an electric gates, so I, I came up there, I spoke to him on the phone on the wall. The electric gates opened, 
my car was rolling down the gravel driveway. There was a double door at the end. He opened these huge oak doors and he said, hey, Jeff, come on through to the east wing. This house was U-shaped. Bear in mind, we live in a state house. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, just wow. And what I remember from this, I put my foot inside the house and my feet sank into this carpet. And wow. So we set everything up. And then I was driving home after that. And I, I was thinking, this is when my life changed, James. This is what happened. I thought, how is it that some people can be really successful in life and others not? So my dad, mm -hmm. was, yeah, he was the manager of the largest machine shop in Europe, had a hand in building the Thames Barrier, some huge bridges, came a lot over to the US quite a lot, quite a big problem solver. And I wouldn't say we were poor, but I think poor is a state of mind. We were broke. That's a state of pocket, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking. Yeah, I, tell, I tell people when I was growing up, I wouldn't say that we were poor, but we were knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky you had a door. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so at 18, I wanted to find out how is it that some people are successful and others live lives of quiet desperation. So my dad was a clever guy, but we had nothing, just debt. And here's this guy. He's really old. He was about 40. And I'm thinking, how is it that this guy is successful? And I attributed success to be wealth, as you do when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And, and my, my dad was not wealthy at all. So I set about finding out what is it that successful people do. And because I was a musician, and I was uh, back in cabaret and things like that, I was exposed to many, many millionaires, multimillionaires, and successful people over the years, and I interviewed formerly 325 millionaires and successful people to find out what it is that they do. I found out that they have 11 things in common, and then I applied those things to my own life. So to answer the question, I was born and raised in debt in a state home and knew nothing about the science of success. I even failed at school. So in later life, I studied successful people. I did what they do. And that's how we have the most successful book in the world on its subject matter. So definitely 100% learned. Definitely learned. And I can agree with, agree with that. Uh, now, you've got me hooked. You didn't got me hooked on here. I want to know <laughs> what those 11, what 11, those steps, 11 steps, if you can share with us uh, quickly. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you step one because <laughs> step one is probably the most difficult step. James, and I would say that 98% of people are unable to do it. So there's a KPI for you, 98%. There you go. Yeah. So 98% of people can't do this. So step one is, what do you want? But you must be able to do it with absolute clarity. Let me give you an example of what that means. 
if someone comes to me and, and they say, Jeff, will you help me? Will you be a mentor? Can you attend one of my meetings, either virtually? I'll say, yeah, sure, I can, providing there's a condition. And they said, okay, what's the condition? I say, what do you want? What do you want to achieve? Because I don't just want to turn up at a meeting or help you or mentor you and take your money. There has to be an absolute goal. So I know I've delivered what you want. Mm -hmm. And most people really don't know what they want. They struggle with it. Now, here's a general example. I'll say to people, what do you want? And they'll say, more money. And I'll say, okay. So I'll put my hand in my pocket, give them a dollar bill and say, there you go. They go, no, I want more than that. And I say, but you asked for more money. That's you right. Say how much money and when. <clears throat> so it's about specificity. It's knowing what you want. Now, here's another example. I had a woman crying a couple of weeks ago on, a, on another podcast. She said, how did you get your book to be so successful? I'd love to know that. And I said, okay, so why do you want to know? Because she said, I'm going to write a book and I'd like to know. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. What's your book about? And she said, well, actually, it's my second book. And I said, okay. So I'm thinking she's had a problem with the first book. That's where this question is coming from. Yes. So I said, tell me about the first book. And she said, well, I set my goal. I wanted to write a book and I did it. It's done. And now I have a garage full of books. And I said, okay, so your goal then was to write a book. Am I right? She said, yeah, absolutely. I said, then the universe delivered because you did write a book. That's right. If your goal had been, I want to write the best-selling book in the world on this subject matter, I want to sell half a million copies, then the way you've written that book would be completely different to probably the way you had. Tears came in her eyes, James. She said, my good, I get it now. I got exactly what I asked for. Nothing more, nothing less. My goal was to write a book, and I wrote it. She said, I really want to help people. And I said, but that wasn't your goal, was it? Your goal was to write a book. So what can we learn from this? What can we take? Well, I was going to, I was going to say, interject here. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how many people, I don't want to say don't realize or don't want to realize or ignorant or what, but there's a big old universe that's out there listening to us, and it gives us what we desire. It does. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to expand on that one because this is really, really important. Mm-hmm. The way that the universe works is exactly the same as the way as our brain works. And what I mean by that, it cannot accept nor understand a negative context. Now, let me explain. I don't mean positive and negative. What I mean by that is if you let, – let me give you an example. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Do not think of a red car. All right. So what's happening now? Tell me. I'm definitely thinking of a red Mustang. Okay. Oh, it's a Mustang. That's very specific. Okay. Yeah. So uh, here's why 
we can't be successful when thinking like that because the universe in our brain cannot accept the do not part, the negative part. So when you say, do not show me, do not think about a red car, it doesn't come back to us and say, hey, so what do you want instead? Our brain doesn't have that capacity. So it gives you what you're thinking about, here's the point, whether you want it or not. So it's really important that you think about what you want because you become what you think about. Mm -hmm. And when people write goals and things like that, self-talk is so critically important with achieving goals, perseverance, and motivation. So it's really, really important that you think about what you want and keep it in the way that your brain can accept it. If you're not sure, Google or any other search engine works exactly the same way. We could do a demo now. If you went onto Google and said, do not show me a red car, press search, what's going to happen? Showing it's the red going cars. to show you a page full of red cars because Google does not come back to you and say, hey, Jeff, so you don't want a red car, so what do you want instead? It can only take the content of what you put in there. Now, that's how success works. And so many people don't get what they want because they're thinking about what they don't want rather than keeping the focus on what they do want. Let's take a, a golfer. You don't have to play golf to understand this, but let's imagine you're on the 14th tee. To the one side of you is a lake. You put the ball down. The amateur golfer stands there. What do they think? Ah, I better not hit the ball in the lake. So your brain has this image of what? The ball going in the lake. So then your body and muscle memory manifests what needs to happen for the ball to go in the lake. So the amateur golfer hits the ball, it goes in the lake, and what do they say? Ah, geez, I know I was going to do that. And then yeah. they throw the club on the floor, you know? So the professional golfer puts the ball on the tee, doesn't even see the lake. They're just focusing on a particular blade of grass where they want this ball to land. That's what I want. So... The difference between optimistic, positive, and absolute success is thinking about what you want and not thinking about what you don't want because the universe will deliver it to you whether you want it or not. Amen. Yeah, I believe that too as well, yeah. That, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, even though you're trying your best not to be negative in areas, because you're yeah. trying so hard not to be, that's yeah. what's coming back to you. It's coming to you. Instead yeah. of just naturally being positive or naturally, you know, looking at something else or whatever, focusing on elsewhere. Yep, exactly. It's going to give you what you're most thinking about. There you go. Yes. Yeah. I was going Whether to, you yeah. want it or not. That's yeah. right. So, wow, Jeff, this is amazing here talking to you. I was, we was talking earlier. We've been at this uh, trying to find each other for six months, uh, hooking <laughs> up. And one time, uh, one time you uh, were in a uh, near plane accident, wasn't it? it was yeah, that's to, right. uh, 
Yeah, yeah. we were going to, uh, we were already set up for our interview, and then you contact me that uh, little, little mishap. Yeah, well, I, I'm a pilot, and I went <laughs> flying with a pilot buddy of mine. And uh, we had, we, we landed, we took off and landed away somewhere, a few hours away from where we took off. And then coming back in the afternoon, we had some ad adverse weather conditions. And um, so I flew it there, we were okay. Coming back, my buddy was flying and um, we had an incident. So, uh, so I, I got stuck. So that was when I messaged you after the event to say, hey, James, I'm really sorry, but I can't get there. So, no, yeah, that, yeah, that's what happens. I'm just but glad you can get, get back safely. Yeah, yeah, everybody was good. Everybody was fine. So not, nothing was damaged. We just um, – it was on the edge, but, but all was good. There we go. So, all right, then you're number seven. Listed as the uh, guest on Podmatch. So I uh, appreciate people are hunting you down now to share your message. And uh, I think um, I would like to get back with you maybe in another six months so we can go a little deeper on some areas here um, sure. with you. I mean, this you has been the... Uh, you want the second step next then? And that's maybe right. The we'll, do a, we'll do what's called a part two with Jeff Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, this if you can persevere with that thought, James, I'm up for it. I'll leave that in your lap. All right. Yeah, well, I'll definitely stay in contact with you and go from there. So, hey, uh, Jeff, uh, go ahead and uh, tell people your website, uh, you how to get your book, any other social media for them to find you. Oh, sure. So my website is jeff-smith.com. So Jeff is jeff-smith.com. Lots of stuff on there. Um, I'm happy to have a chat with you. So there's a menu called Speak with Jeff. You can book an appointment in my schedule. I don't charge for it. So if you want some help, advice, I'm just happy to hook up with you. Just remember, I live in England, as you can probably tell from my accent. But most people say, where the heck are you from? I can't tell where your accent is <laughs> from. <laughs> uh, I'm in England, yes. Yeah, most so, people yeah. say... I, uh, most people say to me, well, yeah, we know you're from Tennessee with that uh, southern voice you got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, and I'll put the, your your uh, your Google information stuff uh, for them to find you in the notes below as uh, we get going Thank and you. make it easier for everybody. So, all right, Jeff, uh, you know, there, there's people hurting and struggling today. If you can leave us with a positive message for them to get through today, man, that'd be a blessing. Sure. Okay. So we, we spoke a little bit about key performance indicators and how they relate to success and how you position those things in your mind. To round that up, here's my message. We live in a world where everything is being measured. Everything. Take care to measure the right things in the right way. Understand what you want, build your roadmap, I promise you, you will get there. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. That way, the universe can deliver to you. There we go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, focus on what you want, full speed ahead, any rough roads, uh, rough roads or rough waters, uh, just a, a little adversity. 
and they give you an idea how much you really, how bad you really want it. Sure. Yeah. So, all right, Jeff. Hey, thank you for coming in. It's been a pleasure meeting you after uh, six months of us trying to get together. And so, I would, yeah, I definitely want to get back with you again, and uh, we'll do a, uh, another episode here. Uh, sure. Really, I really enjoyed enjoyed your humor and uh, your stories. It's awesome, man. So, thank you so much. I, I can tell you've done this before. Once or twice. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jeff, thank you again. Everybody else, hey, share this out to someone you know that can use some information, use some hope, some inspiration to help them get through uh, struggles. Again, you don't have to be uh, failing in math and English to be able to use this information, and you don't have to be a spinal cord injury like myself to be able to use some of this information to help you get motivated, get that little kick in the pants to get started. So, uh, Share us on to someone that you know can use to help. I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for coming on to Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.